Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Dennis Michelson, Laurie Monroe, here from Racetalkradio.com. So it's time for your NASCAR segment. And Laurie, I don't know about you, but uh, mm-hmm. the Brickyard 400 needed a new sponsor. Instead of Brantley Gilbert or Gilbert Brantley or whatever that guy's name was, it needed Depends as a sponsor. Oh. That was the race that never wanted to end. Yeah, it needed to be sponsored by a calendar or something. That was that was incredible. It really was. And I was I you know, I watched as as much as humanly possible, but that took quite a commitment on my time for that entire day slash afternoon slash almost evening. But I posted on Facebook what other sport would have fans that would sit there for seven, eight hours and watch. And I'm saying this off the cuff, tongue in cheek, blah, blah. And people start firing back with really, real statistical things, you know, old golf and, and then baseball. They just can't go, yeah, yeah, this is a long race. They have to come back with some, some definite answer to counter what I'm, the, the point I'm trying to make. That bothers me. Well, the 2015 cricket match between Australia (laughs) and Pakistan ended up lasting 29.65 hours, Laurie Monroe. Exactly. It's crazy. You know, nobody needs to sit there that long. This is why they wonder why TV ratings are down and all that. You cannot in you're, you're, you you got to pay your power bill eventually <laughs> because you've sucked up so much either bandwidth however you're watching it or just electricity to keep your TV going and at some point you got to get the nurse to come in and roll you over to to eliminate bed sores. It's absolutely crazy and i know they had their issues they had weather they had this they had that but holy mackerel and i've never seen so much carnage in my life oh a lot of carnage and that track is such that if it has carnage you get a car turned in the wrong place on that track and it is not the widest track in the world because it's not built for stock cars so you get a car turned around on the front stretch and forget it you're going to have mayhem and it's going to take a lot of time to clean up I thought the track did a remarkable job considering how much crap was on the track of getting it done as quick as they could. They fought the rain delay there for a while. And all the fans want to do is complain at the end because NASCAR clearly waited to throw the caution until Casey Kane got to the overtime line so they wouldn't have to try to do it again. But my goodness, people, it was almost 9 o'clock. It was after 9 o'clock Eastern time. It was almost getting to be, you know, nighttime without lights. There was no way they were restarting that race. This, for once, I'm giving NASCAR a little tip of the Race Talk Radio hat because they did the right thing on this final caution. Well, and the thing is, they said they were that they weren't going to throw another caution. This was it. Yes. This was it. I, I'm sure unless a, some meteorite fell from the sky and landed on the track in front of the leader, they might have had to, to at least yellow flag it. But that was it. And they do have to draw the line somewhere. And I know they're talking next year about eliminating this halfway line on the track, which will be, you know, I'm sure this will set up just another another barrage of something to complain about as well. So they never win. 
people are always going to complain they can't win for losing. So I I think they did the right thing as well. And there was no other option. It was dark. Yeah, it's a dumb rule. Okay, this overtime rule is really stupid. And I say it's stupid and I can I can back up the fact that it's stupid because every time it comes up in a race, it takes about 12 minutes for the announcers to explain every detail. <laughs> You know, if yes. there will be a finish of the race unless the leader does not get back to the overtime line before the throwing of the caution flag, in which case there will be another, oh, shut up already. If it takes that long to explain a rule, this is auto racing. It really should not be that difficult to have a rule. And the only reason the rule is there is because Kevin Harvick a few years ago violated the intent of the rule on restarts by causing an intentional wreck so he could get out of having a bad finish and missing the playoffs. It's really that simple, folks. So they've set up the rule because they were, you know, they were too afraid, I should say, to call an infraction on someone else. So they set up a rule that makes it really easy to officiate. Well, instead of that, have some backbone. And, and apply a rule when you see a guy do an intentional spin to avoid a bad finish. But in this case, NASCAR <laughs> followed their rule perfectly. And the crazy thing, Laurie, this race lasted, what, uh, eight hours or some crazy yeah, thing yeah. like that? Yeah. Can you believe the TV ratings were up by 10% for the race? Well, I'm sure in Kazakhstan, people were rolling out of bed at, at that <laughs> at that time. So it kind of worked out in their favor. But you mentioned backbones. You know where you get those, huh? Where do you get backbones? They're over in the meat section by the chicken necks. So Ooh. if you go into the grocery store, like your local Piggly Wiggly or whatever you have, I know you have Hy-Vee, go over to the chicken necks and you're going to see the backbone there. So maybe you can buy one, ship it down to Daytona Beach, ship it somewhere, and uh, tell them to install it. You know, take it to the R&D center, <laughs> get it fitted with some titanium and get it installed. I think that'd be awesome. I think it would work. I think it really would work. But congratulations to Casey Kane. If anybody really needed a win, it was Casey Kane. Yeah, he needs a win, but it's not going to change anything. You know, it's not going to change anything. It's a great, great deal to see him win. Absolutely. But the performance has not been there in how many years has he been at Hendrick? So if people are thinking, oh, this has saved his Hendrick future, it ain't. It ain't saving anything. You got to be there all the time. You got to at least show some glimmer of light. There were 16 cars on the lead lap and probably fewer finishing the race, if that even makes sense. All of the hot contenders were out. You know, I hate to say it, people, but Casey Kane had this given to him on a silver platter. He survived. He survived. And that's what, you know, and that's what it comes down to. It comes down to survival of the fittest. He was there at the end when he needed to be. But still, do you truly think that if Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. had not had that wreck, that Casey Kane would still be the winner? Kyle Busch I could and rhyme Martin off Tru like 10 other yeah. cars that yeah. were involved in wrecks that if they were still out there, Kane would have finished where he usually does. Yeah, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. had that field covered by about a half a second a lap, it seemed. Yeah. They were the two fastest cars. And, you know basically made it easy by taking themselves out. But I'm watching the end of this race, and I'm just figuring that Casey Kane will find a way 
to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And he almost did. But yeah. it just is actually crazy that you have absolutely no confidence in this guy to win a race. I know. It's sad because he was he was one of the guys you really looked forward to back when he was driving for Evernham. And, you know, he was doing good. He was the up-and-coming guy. And he's just sort of leveled out, and this is sort of where he is. And I think the season, silly season hokey pokey is going to find him on the outside shaking it all about without a ride. But boy, the, the silly season hokey pokey continued this week with the news of Ryan Blaney to the 12 car for Penske. We kind of saw that one coming. But Paul Menard is going to be the replacement over at the Wood Brothers. I'm really happy for the Wood Brothers to get a, uh, a moneyed driver in there. Uh, so they can continue racing full-time. That's great for the sport. Yeah, they're all more capable of Casey Kane putting their right foot in than him. But yeah, yeah it's uh, breaking news this week for, for the driver domino theory falling over. And we still got another guy in limbo, and that's Matt Kenseth. And I'm still really curious about what's going to happen with Kenseth. I am still believing that Carl Edwards is going to emerge in this situation, oh, too. Oh, he is not. He is not. Edwards is gone. Just take them for their word. At some point, you have to take these drivers at their word. And Carl Edwards says he's gone. Have we seen him back? No, sure. He seems to have filled some commitments he's had with his sponsor. But Matt Kenseth, this guy in the last couple of years has gotten rid of his his merchandise store up in back up in the homeland here. He's also sold his house in Charlotte, and now he says he's leaving the 20 car. Can we not just say, Matt Kenseth, thank you for all of the the fun you, you've had and, 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 and let us watch what you're doing and all the wins and your championships. Have a great life. Goodbye. Spend your money wisely. Have fun with the kids. Can we not just say that? It would be a lot easier. It would be easier on all of us than to sit and speculate because you, you never know what's going to happen. Well, one area of speculation that ends, what happens to Brad Keselowski, because that signing also happened this week. He'll be back with Penske, as expected, in the two-car. And I think that was more of a case of getting the sponsors all to agree that Brad Keselowski is the best drunk in the sport to have after a win. He really is. He's fun. He's got the, the glass as tall as a, a skyscraper. And he's a fun interview. Isn't that right, Dennis? You know, Dennis. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis. No, he's, no, but he's, he's fun interview, Dennis. Slurs his speech better than he does. Keselowski. He really can do that well. Yes, he can. Well, it is time for us to step out and take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. You're listening to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Dennis and Lori on a Saturday afternoon, and you know what that means. I do. It's time for some good music. Maybe even some great music. Because it is time for us to get all of our open hostilities out in the open. (laughs) As we blow up somebody's NASCAR still, Laurie Monroe, can you explain how this works to the fine folks of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and around the world? 
definitely give them a little bit of an insider here. What happens is every week people get very upset with what happens in the world of racing and sometimes beyond the world of racing. And they want to just blow it up just the way the, the moonshiners had their stills blown up back in the day. So if you have something you want to blow up, got you upset during the week, head over to racetalkradio.com, fill out the form or send us an email from there. And we could just include you in one of our still blowings. So... This week, I have quite the still blowing. I'm blowing up an individual who's no longer with us. Uh-oh. I'm blowing up, based on everything that happened at Indianapolis this past week, the, the race, the, the staying up all night, wreckage, carnage, God knows what else. I'm blowing up the ghost of Eddie Rickenbacker. Eddie Rickenbacker? Like, kaboom. You know, I don't know. I think he was haunting the place. I just... Something was amiss there. Like every time they run over the bricks, I think he was greasing something. So I just don't know. There had to be some explanation for all the carnage. You say the track's narrow, not meant for NASCAR, not meant for stock cars. I get that, but something else was something else was in the air. I I, I really think something was in the air. I think it was a ghost, Eddie. There was a Eddie ghost. Maybe it was a ghost. I think so. I like that. I think yeah. that's a very, very good still blowing. My still blowing is the NASCAR fans that oh. complained about that final caution by NASCAR. Because if you're going to complain about that final caution of NASCAR, um, sorry, Mike Harper, then you have absolutely nothing left that you're going to be happy about because that was the only decision that they had to make. So if you're going to complain about that, you might as well start watching sharks racing swimmers or some (laughs) other sport because you're not going to be happy with anything you see from nascar ever ever again no but laurie monroe this week is so easy i don't even have to throw it to a ruling because the ghost of eddie rickenbacker eddie rickenbacker you're going down ghost of eddie rickenbauer the ghost The ghost needs to go. The ghost is affecting my speech pattern now. It's terrible. General Mattis send in the B-52s. There's dentures just flew across. That's not his dentures. Sorry. They're they're going to have to do another hour worth of cleanup on that track now that the ghost is all over the place. We got the Rickenbacker uh, sloop going here. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, great, great that. still blowing this week, Laurie Monroe. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta call up a ghost every now and then when you need something. It is time for our NASCAR news, and maybe our first segment will be our still blowing for next week because Charlotte Motor Speedway has found a new way to get people to buy tickets for their October race. Because for every two adult tickets purchased, you are going to get a limited Dale Jr. bobblehead until they run out. Not the bobblehead thing again. Does it even look like Jr.? Or does it look like every other person who's ever had a bobblehead made out of them but wearing a a nationwide 88 fire suit? Ironically, it looks a lot like Rutledge Wood. Which seems fitting because the other news this week is that NBC won the Dale Jr. Derby. I know. But but the bobblehead really does look like if, if the bobblehead, if you put a, a different shirt on this bobblehead, if you mm-hmm. put a flannel shirt, you know, on this bobblehead, it would look you got a lot Jack like... Jr.? 
Yeah, it would be Rutledge Wood. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. Ah. Very good. <laughs> also in the news as a way to get more people to buy tickets at Bristol Motor Speedway. It used to be the night race would sell out months and months and almost years in advance. But this year, the big attraction will not be the action on the track, but Cody Jinks in concert. Who? Thank you! I have no idea who this is. Cody Jinx. You know, either we're really, really, really getting old or we're so out of the loop, it's not funny. Yeah, but even if we're out of the loop and we're old, just by osmosis, we would pick up more information. These are not big stars that are being put on the bandwagon here to get people to come Which genre of music are we talking? I'm assuming he's country. Are you serious? But and I'm I don't know even, this person. I'm not even positive, so I'm not gonna not. Are gonna you claim negative? That. Do you I'm, have your battery cables crossed? I might need a jump this week, okay. but Cody Jinx will be performing at Bristol Motor Speedway. And as another way to get people to buy tickets, how about this? A 50% discount on a two-day ticket for first responders at Talladega. So I guess first responders need a drunken party in the infield, too. Well, if you're going to get lit, you may as well have a first responder there with you. This is very, very true. That's logic, Dennis Michelson. You have a very good point there, Lori Monroe. All I have is logic. Thank you. Also in the news, Clint Boyer's throwback scheme has been announced, and it will honor Mark Martin's Bush days when he was with Bill Davis Racing. That's kind of a clever throwback scheme. Yeah, they actually had the unveiling live on, it was Facebook Live or Periscope or Instagram Live or something. And Mark Martin was there as well, which was really, really nice. So uh, it, it's fun to see that. I think that's a fabulous, fabulous throwback paint scheme. Oh, I think it it's a looks great, good. Yeah, it looked cool. And I, I thought it was a very unique idea. And of course, Bill Davis ended up going to work for... Uh, Mark Martin's team anyway, so it all Bill Davis eyes. Oh, sorry, that's Uh, Betty Davis eyes. Well, if you've got them, give them back. Yeah, I better give them back. He needs them. Yes, indeed. Also in the news, just to confuse us more, Laurie Monroe, Phoenix International Raceway might have a new name next year because they're in negotiations for sponsors naming rights. I just really don't like this at all. Phoenix is going to now be known as something else. This is as bad as Richmond getting rid of the International. Yeah, like forever. I mean, it's been RIR. It's been Richmond International Raceway. Now it's just Richmond Raceway. You, I, I, I can't even say it. Can you say Richmond Raceway? Richmond Raceway. Yeah, like I turn into Elmer Fudd. It's tough to say, well, we well. <laughs> so, Phoenix, I'm just kind of wondering what sponsors would find attractive. I hope it starts you know. with F. <laughs> Or you know, PH, it sounds like. I can, I can see it now. <laughs> I can see it now. Emilio Bail Bonds Speedway. I like yes, that. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. But that, that rolls is, off the tongue. It, it really does. But it's going to be quite the acronym when you combine it with the Monster Energy Cup Series. Anyway. Uh-huh. Also in the news, Kyle Larson has announced that he is working on a new racing-themed children's book yeah i need to look into this i think this is uh, it's kind of interesting everybody wants to have a book so um i guess he did too or is this just something he's saying no he's working with an actual uh author and artist within the children's book genre and they're is it about racing 
they're developing a racing themed children's book. So it'd well, be... they got to do something to get the kids excited. Well, I think it's got a possibility when it comes to Kyle Larson because, uh, yeah. you know, he's only like 12 years old himself. So it's, you know, he At should least. relate to the kids quite well. By the time the book's out, he might be shaving. This is very true. Yeah. That's it for your NASCAR news. Laurie Monroe, it's heading back to Pocono, the tricky triangle this week. Who is your pick to click? Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. is your pick. And guess who I am taking this week? I don't know. Kyle? I'm taking the man who's found more ways to lose a race than is humanly possible. I am taking Kyle Busch. There you go. Good luck. Bring help. So, so again, the two Toyotas, two top Toyotas, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, those are our picks to click. Thanks for tuning in to the NASCAR segment here on the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.